Welcome to the Body Smart Podcast, where we remove roadblocks to fitness and health to empower you to master your health habits. We help you become body smart. One. And we're live. We're going to try to get the newscaster voice. That was good. <laughs> okay. So, um, this morning we want to talk about the personal operating system. So, similar to, you think, like your computer for our own lives. So we're going to hit three different points. Um, the first one sounds kind of morbid, but it totally isn't. Uh, it's, it's you're writing your own obituary. Um, <laughs> Got to watch how, how I space those pauses in that, in that word. Um, uh, how our minds are like gardens. And then the question, is the juice worth the squeeze? <laughs> so, so yeah. So Mark, you paused a little bit on my end. Uh, it froze just a little bit. So uh, what he said was that we're going to talk about your personal operating system, kind of like the operating system of a computer. We have an operating system for our life. And so we want to set one up so it works more like a computer and less like dartboard. <laughs> garbage. Uh, 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 what is that? The trash can on fire? Is that what they always say? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. There we go. We're, we're good now. Okay, good. You can you can hear me. Okay. Um, so the first part we'll talk uh, about it sounds kind of morbid, but it's writing your own obituary. <laughs> it's like what? Um, but the idea behind it is, at the end of life, right when everything's said and done, what would you want said about you? Right? What would be the most important things? Um, like what would people reflect on? And, and I think with that, like, is your funeral going to have a lot of people or is it going to have very few? What do you want your impact on others to look like? Um, and there's no set rules for what that has to be, right? Like, whatever you've determined is important to you is kind of what the theme of that's going to be. And we've gone through some of those before in, in previous lifetimes, life designs, talking about what are the things that are most important to you, what matters most. Um, but this is a great uh, chance to kind of really reflect on on what you wanted out of life. I think this thing's going to come up pretty much every week because I every week, right? Decisions versus reactions. Do we react all of our lives, or do we make firm decisions about where we want to be headed? Um, and this is something that you should definitely put some thought into, and it's something that I have. Um, definitely come back to and refine regularly right for times there's there's things that fit and then later i'm like you know what i don't i don't quite like that that's not quite the way that i want to say it or or reflecting further like mm, you know maybe that's not as important as i thought it was and so it's just a good chance to kind of regularly reconnect with your with your core um but but as part of this personal operating system Right? So this doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but it can be. And it's certainly helpful when it's an everyday thing. Um, it's really uh, priming our day with, with the direction that we want to head. Um, because our minds are, are kind of constantly searching for, for threats, right? How do we need to adjust on a day-to-day -day basis? And, and it's going to kind of be directed towards what our goals are. Um, and if our goals are 
life is busy, life is hard, um, I'm tired all the time, then then our brain's going to look for evidence of that. But if it's looking for evidence of the type of life that we want to live, right? I, I want to have strong relationships with my family, right? If someone's reading this, you know, he was someone who loved spending time with his family and and loved being a shoulder to cry on for people. Or, um, you know, he loved serving others and XYZ were important. Um, or, uh, you know, she loved making other days other people's days brighter right whatever that looks like to you um maybe it's like he had the coolest collection of cars or she built a hang gliding company i don't know <laughs> whatever whatever it is but being able to look at that regularly um helps you connect to your future self which can be difficult sometimes right when we think of of who we want to be in the future or what we want to have accomplished there can be a disconnect sometime, right? It, it, it literally seems like a different person um, because it is in many ways a different person, right? It's that process of becoming, that process of change. Um, I think we like to think that we're static because we're always living with ourselves, right? So it seems like we've always been the same exact person. But I can tell you for sure, looking back on 17-year-old me and now me, <laughs> there's some big differences. Um, and so... <laughs> So I, I, I hope that uh, I hope that seventeen year old me would be proud of me now. But uh, yeah, but <laughs> you know, one of the things that I think with the with the obituary exercise of kind of writing your own obituary, what it does is, uh, in my mind anyway, it helps you to say, okay, what are the values that I wanted to live by, and what would that look like if I did. Right. It helps you kind of forecast that and say, okay, if I did live by those values, this would hopefully be the outcome that I want. And if you start writing things in that obituary that it's like, that actually doesn't go with that value. That actually doesn't, you know, really line up of what I think I want versus what I want said of me at the end. Like, is that, you know, uh, in in some of that life design ideas like you know i i won at one point wanted to drive that nice car to kind of be a symbol that i made it but in writing my obituary i realized that there was no mention of the nice car so maybe that wasn't as important to me as i thought maybe it's more of you know the people and relationships and things like that so maybe those should be the center of my values more than things or more than, you know, whatever that is. Um, I think it can be a good way to kind of a checks and balances of those values that we've chosen to say, are those really the most valuable things to me? Yeah. And, and it's something to reflect on regularly. I truly believe that the quality of our life, like you said, Cameron, is, is a combination of the quality of our relationships. Mm-hmm. And the quality of our decisions, right? Um, and the quality of our relationships is going to affect the quality of our decisions, and the quality of our decisions is going to affect the quality of our relationships. Yeah, um, I would. It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah, I would argue oh, that it's the qu- quality of our questions as well. The questions that we yep. ask ourselves, the questions that we ask others, the questions that we ask God, you know, whatever that is, the 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 quality of your question really has a lot to do with 
the quality of the answer that you get. You can't get the right answer if you don't ask the right question. So whether it's the quality of the question here in this group, um, whatever that is, asking the right question helps you get the right answer. And so asking yourself the right questions, I think will help you write that obituary better and, and asking you know yourself, what do I really want out of life? What do I really, truly value? Um, I think that's kind of what this exercise is all about, is asking yourself some of those questions of like, at the end, what what would I like said of me? And if that's what I want said of me, what's it going to take to have that be said of me? Right. I think that's really what this is all about, is asking yourself the right questions so that you can see kind of, OK, these are the steps I need to take. And then you can make the right decisions based on that framework. Yeah. Oh, man, I I really love that. Um, yeah, like that. That's something to that's something to think on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but I think that goes into it, too. Right. Like if you don't take time to think, then how do you learn to ask the right questions? Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, like, I think too often. Right. We're looking for or to the wrong question. Right. Like we're asking ourselves the wrong question. Yeah. Um, often. Well, what what do like what should I be doing or what do other people think or. Right. Like what does X, Y, Z have to say about it instead of right. instead of that? Well, um, I, I think that sets up really well the next point of your mind is like a garden because it's like, well, what are we filling our thoughts with? Right. And so, yeah, go ahead and explain that your mind is like a garden concept. But I think yeah. that that idea of if we're constantly filling our mind with. With weeds and we're not going to get a beautiful garden. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's that thing of like we're growing both flowers and and weeds or if you're not a flower person, you're growing vegetables or fruit or something like that. Let's go with I, I think most people are flower people, right? I know. I'm not. Why <laughs> grow something if you can't eat it? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. OK. It's a lot of so, work for nothing. It's a lot. It's a lot of work for nothing. So we know that that weeds just grow on their own, right? Like it takes a lot of work to have kind of this bountiful, beautiful garden, um, but weeds will grow of their own accord. And so that's the thing. If we just leave our mind on its kind of default mode, um, we're more likely to um, kind of go towards the negative, right? <laughs> like autopilot is just kind of like, right? Because it's it's kind of a threat detection system. Um, and so if we, if we, can think of threats or things that can go wrong, right? That prepares us to defend ourselves. That um, so, prepares that fight or flight system to activate. Right. I wouldn't even say we always gravitate towards the negative. We just get caught in the thick of thin things. It's not always bad things. It's just not goal-directed things. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's that, like, I could, it's the path of least resistance, right? Like, yeah. I could do this, but, you know, this Netflix show is on, and that's great. <laughs> yeah. And, again, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think it's that idea of of good, better, best, right? Like, there are good yeah. things that we can do our, our time, but are we filling it with better or best things? Um, and so taking time to, like, prioritize what's important, what's not. And so, like, if there's things that are good, but they're really not directed towards our goals, like, then, then pulling those things out of our life. Um, and yeah. then, right. How do we cultivate the good, right? How do, cause you think plants need sunlight, they need water. Um, they need a uh, good soil. 
<laughs> they need nutrients. And so we can kind of look at that like, well, what are the things that we spend our time doing? Who are the people that we spend our time with? Um, and 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 um, how do those combine, right? <laughs> and so it's really, again, like let's reflect on, on the things that we're spending our time doing, the people that we're with, um, the thoughts that we're thinking. And again, do those stick in line with our goals? Or do we just kind of go with the flow, right? Do we get caught in, as Cameron said, the thick of thin things um, or, or take the path of least resistance? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's easy to let that inertia of life just kind of carry along. And you do, you still wind up doing good things, um, you know, but it's, it's not necessarily directing you towards what you'd set out to do. Um, we, we just kind of bounce around from assignment to assignment, fire to fire to put out instead of, you know, really being directed in and and driven towards those things that we really want to accomplish because time keeps marching either way and we fill it with things and and often good things but but just because it's a good thing doesn't really mean it was headed in the direction that you wanted it to and so you know that's where again all of that time blocking and all of that stuff is making sure that we're doing those good things in times that we want to so that we can do the great things, the, the things that are really leading us towards what we want to accomplish, that we're making sure that we've made time to get those things in. Because the good things, um, they kind of fill in the cracks anyway, right? And so just making sure we get the time to do those those big things um, really is important and helps us grow that beautiful garden. We don't weed always, like every single day, um, but if we can if we can keep weeding the garden so that it doesn't because uh, I don't know if you've ever grown a garden, but once the weeds get to a certain point, it becomes so daunting that you feel like I I don't I I have no idea how to get on top of this again, right? And so sometimes you have to till the whole garden under and start over, and I think that's okay too. Um, but but you know it's it's that regular weeding of going through and pulling things out that don't belong or that that may be still good, just not what, what we want. And that that is an interesting thing. Sometimes you'll find a weed that's like, that's actually really pretty. It just doesn't belong in my vegetable garden, right? Yeah. And so um, that I think that happens a lot. And so anyway, that that analogy I do think is, is helpful that we've got to make sure that we're keeping the garden, the, the rows and the furrows clear of, uh, of, weeds yeah. so that we can stay you know on track with what we're looking for yeah and so i think that takes us to the the next point as well of is the juice worth the squeeze i love that phrase um uh yeah hi christy thanks for joining um uh i i had spent a whole like saturday with all this stuff that I'd collected on the side of my house, because my brother-in-law told me the story of uh, how he'd brought a bunch of scrap metal from, he, he owns Cherry Hill, the, the water park, brought all this scrap metal to a recycler and made a bunch of money off it and whatever. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I just kept some stuff on the side of my house and, 
And then I, you know, got it all ready, pulled it apart and, and whatnot, filled up the back of my dad's truck and, and took it in and whatever and made like very, very little. Not the juice was not worth the squeeze. So I was telling him that I was like, yeah, that really wasn't worth it. And he's like, uh, yeah, was the juice worth the squeeze? And I was like, <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't wind up being spent like a couple of days, like a day and a half on that and made like, I don't know, it was, I think it was barely over a hundred bucks or something like that. I was like, yeah, that wasn't worth it. That's so funny. <laughs> I, uh, last, yeah. was it last Sunday? Yeah, yeah. So not yesterday, but the week before Mother's Day, um, over at my sister's and we we're making, uh, what were we doing? Oh, oh, it was like a, it was like a Mexican coleslaw anyway. So I was getting part of it ready and my sister didn't have any of like the prepared lime juice. And so she's like, oh, take this bag of limes. And each lime was like this big. And she had like a little squeezer thing. It took me seriously like I only needed like, I think a third a cup of the juice, and it took me like half an hour maybe <laughs> to just like there was like so few in each of those. I think I went through like fifteen of those fifteen of those limes. So, um, but was the dish? Good? But the dish was good. It was it was quite quite good. Okay, so <laughs> well, in that case, it was, like it was worth a better and like the. But you just need a better squeezer. You can refine the process too, right? Even if the juice is worth the squeeze, you can maybe refine the Absolutely. process. But yeah, um, but that—that's a thing we have to ask ourselves a lot. I think is—is is, uh, you know, is this process really worth it? Is this—is uh, what the task? You know, does it really yield a big enough result that it that it leads me towards what I'm trying to? It may be a good thing, it may be a great thing to do, but if the outcome of it doesn't really move us along and where we're headed, then maybe the juice isn't really worth the squeeze. Yeah. Um, so you may have been better off going to the store, buying new lines that were bigger and still been time ahead, right? right. Oh, absolutely. Um, we got a, oh, okay. We got a special guest that's going to be in the, in the background. Um, so, right. so, um, there you go. Once we decide it's worth the squeeze, then we dig in and have to accept our choice. I like that, Shannon. Um, and yep. so kind of, there's, there's a couple things to look at with this type of decision. Um, because in deciding what to do, it's, it's more than just, uh, time or more than just money, right? There's, there's different things to factor in. And so that's with that question, is the juice worth the, worth the squeeze? Look at, is this worth the time that it's going to take, right? So Cameron said with the scrap metal, it took like most of a Saturday. Um, oh, all of a Saturday. All, all of a Saturday, right? Anyway. Like for very little, um, little benefit. And so that's one thing, like, is it worth the time? What else could I have done with that time? Could I have spent more time with my family? Could I have gotten some other more important projects done? Like what, what else could I have done? Um, two, is it worth the money, right? Um, that can be as an outcome, right? Was it worth a hundred dollars? I don't know. Um, or sometimes like what it will cost us to do the thing, right? Like sometimes, um, you know, you think a family vacation might cost quite a bit, but like you got to spend tons of interrupted time together, um, away from screens, away from, you know, some of the just minutia of, of day-to-day -day life and, and really got to build on that foundation of family um, and then that's the other thing right is this worth what it might cost to the relationship um, so again thinking about uh, about relationships 
is, is you know again maybe it's a good thing um but maybe it leaves you less time to to put towards the relationships that matter or maybe it it um, makes withdrawals from that relationship to do whatever the thing is um and so yeah okay just a little bit here, come up here we can snuggle up here um and so just asking yourself is this is this worth the time um is this worth the money is this worth um what it's what it's going to do the relation to to the relationship it's a great way to press the pause button on our decisions and again really determine um what what we want and so like we've already talked about with that obituary we've set what are the values what are the things that are most important to me um but even when we set those things when we set goals when we set um kind of the direction we want to move in uh, we can't just set it and, and forget it um, you've probably heard the, the, the story of, um, you know, uh, an, an airplane, right? They, they're always having to redirect. And so like one degree off for a little bit doesn't make a big difference in that destination, but one degree over hours of a flight can mean the difference between, um, you know, New York and, uh, DC, right? And so that's the thing, like they, even though they're getting a little bit off course because the pilot is regularly redirecting and getting back on the flight path, then they get to the net destination that they want. And so that's the same thing with us. Like we have our, our, our design set, we have where we want to go, but being able to, to check in with ourselves regularly, things like this, is this worth the time? Is this, is this, is the juice worth the squeeze? It helps us to stay on course so that over time we don't end up in wildly different places than we'd originally planned. The, the plan is important, right? right? But we've got to be adaptable and be able to make course corrections so that we stay headed where we want to go. I think that's how we weed the garden, right? The mind garden is is asking ourselves if this really is, if the result is worth the effort that it took. Um, I think that's uh, in, in a large way how we weed that garden to make sure that we're not getting encumbered with with the the thick of thin things like we talked about so that that really is you know in in planning our life design and, and trying to figure out how we're going to do stuff so that we get the outcome out of life that we're looking for i think those steps of of kind of moving your way through those ideas um, are are helpful and and important to be able to say okay what do I really want out of life? And we've talked about that a lot, right, in, in life planning and, and figuring out your values. But that obituary exercise is a good way to do it. And then thinking, okay, my mind is like a garden. How do I keep it free of weeds? Um, is the juice worth the squeeze is a good way of making sure that we keep it free. Um, any So any thoughts, questions, things like that? Um, from, from anybody listening in, I uh, want to give a second anyway to answer any questions if somebody's yeah. got one. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if we follow that pattern, that idea, and, and it's similar to what we've talked about in the other calls, just maybe a, a slightly different way of thinking about it, but it really should help set us up for more success. What's yeah. up, Liam? Um, one thing if well right in for if anyone has any last comments one thing that i wanted to um hit too i was just thinking about is that uh, i was reading this book the other day and it said um 
uh, a mind is created by many minds, right? And so what I take from that is that we have influence on the way that others develop as well as ourselves, right? Um, and so taking time, like, again, are, are we helping other people to weed their garden? Are we helping other people to um, live in a way that, that helps them live the, the best kind of life available? Um, and so thinking about that and in our interactions and, and how, we, um, how we spend our time, right? Are we setting an example for, for others? Um, are we helping other people fill their mind and their lives with positive things? Or are we an obstruction to that? Do we end up um, yeah. like being, or do we end up putting more resistance in people's way to um, <laughs> to live life life value? Well, I I think right. I think that goes back to the garden thing, right? So it takes a village, um, right? And and so sometimes you might have to kick somebody out of a village. <laughs> Um, my dad, he always jokes, uh, it takes a village to raise an idiot. Um, so, well, I think he's referring to himself as the village idiot, but, um, but yeah, that, that idea of, yeah, if, if you have your tribe, if you have your village, you know, your, your group of people that you rely on, um, sometimes you do have to reframe. And not remove them completely, but you have, may have to reframe how much time you're spending with them and stuff like that. If they're productive people that move you towards your goals and, and bring you fulfillment and whatever, or if they're people that aren't very helpful at helping you be productive and moving towards your goals. And so you don't have to cut them off completely. You can limit how much time they hang out in your Mindspace village, right? I like that. The Mindspace village. There you go. It's a thing now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so... Well, and we we kind of all have that, right? But uh, I that is important. I you you hear a lot um, in a lot of kind of business coaching circles and stuff like that um, that the type of people you hang out with is the type of mindset you tend to have. And so, if you want a better business mindset, hang out with better business people. If you want a better you know, lifestyle change mindset, hang out with people that are, you know, working on that or, or things, things like that. I always wonder if that's just their way of saying, come hang out with us until we sell you on their, on their product. But, but I do know that that, that's a common theme is, is like, yeah, if you're, if you're hanging out with people with a scarcity mindset, you're going to have a scarcity mindset. If you hang out with people with an abundance mindset you're more likely to have an abundance mindset. And so you got to be careful who's uh, planting weeds in your garden, I guess. Um, yeah, anyway, so hopefully that is a helpful way to kind of reframe some of the things we've talked about um, that get that kind of checks and balances yeah, what we're it. doing. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining the call and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Body Smart Podcast. Join us in the Body Smart community on Facebook to share your successes or ask a question for our next episode.
Now get out there and take the next step toward living your active lifestyle.